This is Channel 253. Interchangeable White Ladies Podcast is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. We, we fly, fly Alaska. Alaska. Book your next flight on alaskaair.com. One, two, two. Interchangeable. White Ladies. Welcome to the Interchangeable White Ladies Podcast. I'm Hope. I'm Annie. Our essential question is, how do white people appropriate religious traditions? How does religion shape social justice? And why keeping an eye on American pagans matters? So that's actually three, three questions. <laughs> essential questions. They are all essential. They're so essential yes. for the discussion today. So um, I have, a, I have a, a question for you. Since you're not a pagan and I am not a religious person of any of any persuasion, um, do we need someone who has some expertise to talk to us about this? We do. And okay. we have invited someone I'm really excited Excellent. to have here. Because I haven't seen her in like seven years, I think, awesome. literally since the wedding. But Facebook, we count social media yeah, as yeah, a way yeah, to yeah, connect. Yeah. Um, in the passing in the wind, like driving down Capitol Boulevard and yeah. Olympia, I think, sometimes. Uh, we have our guest, Manny Paradise. Hi. I'm so oh, happy wow. to be here. She's waving. We're yeah. so happy to have you. <laughs> Not that Ma- you can see it. <laughs> Manny has a day job in education and spends her creative time writing, making zines, and discussing. Discussing life. She is also a pagan. I love zines. That's great. Yeah. I'm really excited that you do zines. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, where do you, well, you don't have to say where you live, but like, just give us a little bit of background. My home address, social <laughs> yeah. security number, those kinds of there's things. there's already been some hacks <laughs> happening. Yeah. Uh-oh. Um, where to start? So, yes, day job and education. I love that part of my life, but it, what I was learning was the older I get in my profession, the less creative it gets. Oh, interesting. So mm-hmm. um, I was kind of looking for a way to rekindle that Mm -hmm. and I went back to an old hobby which was writing so I was writing 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 for a long time and for I'd say the last 15 years I've also been engaged in paganism Mm -hmm. and I refer to myself either as a witch or a pagan just depends on Mm -hmm. the company I'm with Mm -hmm. or the mood I'm in so those are some components about me that I am bringing to the table today and I think I'm I, I don't know. I'm really excited to share on it awesome. because it so informs the things that you talk about on your podcast, the Sweet. social justice yeah. pieces, the cultural appropriation pieces, um, white supremacy. So I'm ready to dig in. So can you tell us Excellent. a little bit, like start with terms because like, yeah. we're yeah. nerds around here. So what's it? why do you choose, like you said, depending on like who you're talking to, mm. like why use the term witch mm-hmm. or pagan? What do those mean in your mind? Yeah, it, mostly when I'm with other witchy people, mm. then it becomes more important, I think, to differentiate. Mm. So uh, if you've seen Harry Potter, they say the muggle world, the non-witches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when I'm in the muggle world, <laughs> which is most of the time, um, I just call myself a pagan. It's, yeah. I think it's more palatable for people. Oh. And the word witch is loaded. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I feel like pagan, when I think of the word pagan, I think of nature-based religions, mm-hmm. peaceful religions, and it's a real umbrella term for a lot of peaceful nature-based mm-hmm. religions. Like, that's what comes to my mind, so mm-hmm. I don't Yeah, I think of, like, trees yeah. and, like, trees, a, like West the Olympia. passing of the ring. Yes. I think, the about, the ring I think about the forest, like, in yeah. West Olympia, where you're walking through the trees and you're like, mm, yeah, I feel... And that's where I live. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And, like, maybe you just, like, kind of, like, it smells good in the forest, yeah. and you're like, you didn't touch with the earth. Like, that's what I think about. I think yeah. of, like, I don't know. I think a little bit about Stonehenge, too. Is that strange? I don't know no. if that's... It, it, these are all but. like part of so there's the the maybe the practicing okay. yeah pagans and witches of the world and then there's the 
pop culture, yeah. mythology, yeah. and yeah. actual actual historical components too that I think all get folded in. Yeah. So these umbrellas of paganism, I'm so glad you brought that up um, because something that I wanted to talk about yeah. today was who gets to claim paganism yes. and mm. folk culture or like folk craft, um, folk medicine. So yeah. there's a ever-growing diverse population of people folks who fit under the pagan umbrella, mm -hmm. um, witches of color, was mm -hmm. the, I think, you know, mm -hmm. white ladies speak for that. Yeah. But um, brujas, conjure folks that sometimes mm -hmm. might fall under that umbrella but have, like, really rich traditions and cultures. Mm -hmm. But, you know, due to maybe dominant culture within white paganism, mm -hmm. there's this separation that mm -hmm. can sometimes occur. And then just plain old being blindsided by the fact that there are other folks in the world practicing magic right. in yeah. different ways. Yeah. yeah. And at least in the like witchy communities and pagan communities is how do you bring folks together yeah. for ritual in a meaningful way? Yeah. It's an interesting thing. Wait, so how yeah. you said you came to this like 15 years ago, 17 years ago? Yeah. So can you talk a little bit about that journey? Yes. Like how did you settle there? <laughs> and by the way, Mandy and I used to, <laughs> we met each other through martial arts in Olympia <laughs> oh, called nice. Gun so Fu, true. which is the animal fighting style. Sweet. And we were like two of the only women. There was like maybe five women, I think. I don't know. There was very few women involved. Um, yeah. But it was awesome. We were like instantly, mm -hmm. we were like, hey. Hey, and friends. And then also we liked each other. <laughs> Yes. You're that. like, I can see a friend from a mile away. There you are. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So how did you come to this? Well, when I was about oh, 13, maybe, I got gifted my first set of tarot cards. Oh, yeah. And popularly, they're like a divination tool. Right. So people use them in various ways for fortune telling or for self-reflection or guidance from the divine mystery. Mm -hmm. Um so I got my first set, and I just fell in love. And shortly after that, I f learned about these things called runes, and I made my own little set. And can you remind our audience what those are? Because I don't know if you yeah, them. sure. And actually, I know it's I like R U N E S, right? R U N E S. Okay, yeah, we could add that to the book. homework list. There you oh, go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I know that from a book I read once. <laughs> um, but it was an easy way for me to incorporate something that felt more accessible spiritually, mm -hmm. even at that age, because I was one of those nature kids. I grew up in a rural area that Hope knows all about. Mason yeah. County. <laughs> <laughs> um, where there's a surprising amount of pagans. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's true, actually. So those two things were kind of the early introduction pieces mm -hmm. that were really, I could grasp them and I could get them. And mm -hmm. I felt empowered by them. Mm -hmm. I felt mm -hmm. like this is a component that I can connect to because I was raised Catholic. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that sticks with me, even through Catholicism and the paganism, is the aspect that ritual plays mm -hmm. and how beautiful that was and how many of those pieces at this point in my mm -hmm. like life, I can look back and think, oh, these things are not new and they're not mm -hmm. necessarily unique. I think of them as uh, universal technologies, right? Mm -hmm. Lighting candles, midnight mass, mm -hmm. um, I don't know, some of the other components, but I always struggled, even at a very young age. I lost my religion, like my Christian or mm -hmm. Catholic religion, mm -hmm. when I was like seven years old. Mm -hmm. We got this little yeah. kitten, and uh -oh. um, the kitten died overnight, uh -oh. and so mm -hmm. I found him. And mm -hmm. I remember— You had a conversation about, like, yeah. what's death about yeah. at seven. Yeah. And the answer, of course, was that God needed to call the kitty home. Oh. Yeah. And so I went I out like and did my last, like, prayer to, to yeah. the God as I envisioned him yeah. through how I had been yeah. raised and was like, 
why would you why would you destroy good things? Yeah. And I started wrestling with I, some yeah. of the ethical components that maybe well, other this, folks the do. The seven-year-old like heart feeling of like, mm-hmm. I want my kitty back. Yeah, oh. totally. That's but, made me like tear up. Sorry, I just like maybe because yeah. I I I went through something similar right with pets. Oh. Just like so sad. I'm actually like I'm a little I'm a little oh. I'm a little misty. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing. At you. <laughs> I was like, ha, 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 ha. yeah, my dog got run over. Ha, ha, ha. No. no, it's sad. It's sad. It's sad. It's just interesting to think yeah. about like what parents tell their kids too. Well, then what? How do you like at seven? Like there are a lot of things from when I was seven that I don't remember. But like how that stuck with you so mm-hmm. much, right? And it just you—that's the you knew that was the moment, right? When you mm-hmm. had a, yes. a spiritual change. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So it was seven, so early. Then like starting the teen years, right? And then how does that turn into like you writing books and stuff, right? <laughs> Um, it didn't, a a big part of the story is that my father also went through his midlife crisis right while I was hitting my Mm. teen years. So he did some, for a white man in Shelton, deep dives, right? Like he learned about Carl Jung and archetypes and found this local rock shop called the Crystal Cove Mm. where there's all these, yeah, it's, it's amazing. There's crystals and rocks and Mm -hmm. the gem properties and the chakras and all these components Mm -hmm. that get folded into new age, right? Mm -hmm. The the new age movement. So at a very young age, I was kind of steeped in this. Mm -hmm. So it was really natural. And I had no shame and no stigma around it Mm -hmm. and just was kind of sent on my way to do what I want, how Mm -hmm. I want. And learned. I was fortunate to learn about uh, goddess religion and Mm -hmm these different components that when I looked to them, I could actually see myself in divinity, mm. which wasn't really true for me as a Catholic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was one reparative and also like really exciting. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. And then it just like evolved. Yeah, it just evolved over time. You mentioned, you know, you associate paganism with being in the woods and kind of an eco movement. Mm-hmm. Well, at least in American modern day paganism, there's a lot of tie back to the 1970s eco feminist mm-hmm. movement. Mm-hmm. So there is this kind of natural mm-hmm. um, imagery or anchoring back to that. Mm-hmm. That I think that most people would say, oh, there's like this nature component, earth based religion worshiping. Yeah. But a lot of, not a lot. Some pagan practices are really they they look at the spirituality and divinity in nature. Mm-hmm. They look at um, various deities or maybe no deities. It can yeah. really vary. But there's often this piece of honoring land mm. as well as um, oh what was I going to say uh, activism. So activism mm. is also folded into mm-hmm. this. You when I look across like the pagan circles that I look at, they're a little bit more diverse mm-hmm. than some of the other like muggle world components that I participate in, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like what do you mean by diverse? Th- well, Are right. Thinking, like racially, culturally? Um, more class, culture, okay. and not necessarily race. Mm-hmm. I think we can talk about that more. But definitely in terms of gender and sexual mm-hmm. orientation, mm-hmm. you have a lot more diversity there. Mm-hmm. Kind of an openness, you think? I mean, why is yeah. that? that it- I think it has to do with some of the embracing around the body mm. where mm-hmm. whereas other religions tend to shame sexuality yeah. or mm-hmm. have some kind of strict concepts as to what's pure or purity yeah. mm-hmm. um where pagans kind of have this kind of sheen of yeah. um sexuality yeah. and there's jokes about orgies all the time and naked witches on broomsticks like <laughs> the when you dig really deep into things you can find a lot of i don't know 
risque things. Oh, yeah. Ooh, scandalous. So scandalous. So can you you mentioned something about like your dad getting into New Age mm-hmm. and like that's different than paganism. Um, I'll probably get asked a bunch of like ignorant no, questions please. during this episode, <laughs> <laughs> which I feel like whenever we have an expert on, I'm like, I'm going to sound like a moron. I feel like but the I'm disclaimer, just though, embrace the moron. I'm not an expert, but I'm one of many pagans. So. so what's the difference if you think about like the different switch between new age and like paganism? Mm-hmm. What's the difference? Mm-hmm. Like what's the biggest difference? Hmm, that's a good question. I bet people would answer it differently, too. Yeah. Uh, with new age that maybe paganism maybe has more animism mm-hmm. folded into it. Okay. Mm. Yeah. That's the biggest thing that stands out to me. So the other thing I was thinking about, too, is I don't know why I pictured fairies when you were talking. Mm-hmm. So can you talk a little – is that yeah. super ignorant no. like, to just be like Again, fairies? It's like where the two – the confluence of the two yeah. things where mm-hmm. um, fairies probably started with – well, not started, but fairies were big in New Age mm-hmm. movements, right? Mm-hmm. This, that fairies were there. And, and even the cards were really popular. You'd have yeah. these pretty little glitter fairy cards. But fairy is also – one tradition within the realm of paganism. Yeah. It's called the fairy tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's F-E-R-R-I. Okay. So it has its own kind of mm-hmm. there's thing. A, thing. There's a yeah. big um, like fairy group in Bellingham. I lived in Bellingham for like eight years. And yeah. there was a, a something up there that like was most commonly they would like walk in the Bellingham Pride Parade. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. that's where I mostly saw them was at like Pride Festival. Mm-hmm. But like it was um, – that's an active group up north. Mm-hmm. So and that's another place. It's like magical, you know, woods everywhere in Bellingham. It's just like all treed and mm-hmm. the outdoors are like mm-hmm. you're in it, you know. It's like mountains, ocean, trees up everywhere. So mm-hmm. so do you watch much TV? Oh, yeah. Okay. So thinking about the, the things that are perpetuated, the norms that are perpetuated around like paganism mm-hmm. and, and fairies and like, I don't know, whatever other kind of, what are some of the ones that you're like, okay, that's actually true? Like that is something that like exists in this oh world, in this realm. And what's what are things that you're like, that's trash, that's not true. <laughs> like every time, I'm gonna not going to lie, like every time I see something that um, deals with Albania, which is like mm-hmm. a country I lived in in, the, in Eastern Europe, I'm like, that's not Albanian language. I like freak out on it. And it's like, just relax. It's just, you know, Taken 3. And I'm like, I know it's Taken 3, but I want them to like actually portray like the language and culture correctly. Like you, yeah, like when you look at popular culture, do you see, like what do you see reflected back at you mm-hmm. that you're like, that's legit and other things you're like that's like doctor shows are like that right yeah. or teacher okay. shows I'm right. like oh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, I don't want to yuck anybody's yum yeah. but excuse me <laughs> I like that, <laughs> um, I like that. <laughs> that's a good way I remember to say True Blood ah out. yes mm-hmm. and how yes. much I loved it because it was essentially mm-hmm. a soap opera with fantasy characters <laughs> yeah yeah I knew so many people that were in it, so many women yes. white women in particular but not all white though <laughs> brown girls too and the incorporation of, I guess, the fantasy characters were mostly vampires on that mm-hmm. one. But then you did have some fairies come up. And then you had oh, yeah. the um, fortune telling mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. kind of what I would associate it with the, the witchier world, the yeah. woo-woo world, right? Mm-hmm. So that one really stood out to me because it had done a nice job of bridging everyday folks' reality around addictions and need mm-hmm. and stigma to mm-hmm. like also talking about these kind of fantasy characters mm-hmm. or portraying people who are in a different walk the world a different way as yeah. still being part of your community right yeah. there's the small community mm-hmm. and people worked in the mm-hmm. kitchen and people were yeah. like realtors or whatever it was mm-hmm. so that was interesting to me I'm trying to think I know I have better answers I'm like, so that kind of pushes the idea that I like what your point is about community right so sometimes mm-hmm. these shows that are like seem so far-fetched or like mm-hmm. uh, you know 
we can argue about like well werewolves exist or whatever but at least the point of like the takeaway of like how do you interact with people that are different than you mm-hmm. or that have mm-hmm. something that you don't understand or mm-hmm. that are driven by different motivating factors for me i i think i see paganism reflected in kind of the unconscious media mm-hmm. right so there's this that one of the things that speaks to me in my practice is the concept of the divine feminine. Mm -hmm. And on one of your podcasts, you talked about Beyonce's maternity photos and the Virgin Mary. And I was like, there's that divine feminine coming through so strong. Like she's like bringing it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we talked about in that episode too, about how like people were so mad about that. Like, (laughs) because it was claiming this thing that people thought was inappropriate, but it's like, you, it's not though, because, <laughs> right? I mean, like right. she's she's taking something that's really as powerful imagery and like mm. kind of turning that on its head mm-hmm. in terms of like, um, I don't know. We talked about how people were mad because it was like the, the Virgin Mary wasn't black, and like, what <laughs> is that the point of this at all? So like, this is a stupid thing. But, no, yeah. and to I think embrace so much of another concept that informs my practice is. Uh, the maiden mother crone mm. so mm-hmm. and this is often represented with a, a like a crescent moon a full moon and another crescent moon that's the mm-hmm. symbolism behind it but seeing that kind of pop up in pop culture and media from time to time mm-hmm. and when I'm, th- I'm always struck by how frequently i can see the the maiden and the mother reflected mm-hmm. but that the crone is kind of been been pushed out i'm yeah. like when's the last time i saw an old lady on tv mm-hmm. or even in my everyday walk when yeah. i go to work when's the last time i saw somebody with wrinkles and gray mm-hmm. hair yeah. and when did and you look like right. she's a, an older woman yeah. it just yeah. feels like our our culture's pushing that out and then like when when do you see that when that person's not a villain mm-hmm. because there are a lot of older women that are mm-hmm. that are con- who are portrayed as villains mm-hmm. um you get like i was thinking about this recently with um is it helen mirren is in the new uh, winchester movie i saw the trailer for that and it's um about the winchester mansion and how mm-hmm. the, the haunting or whatever mm-hmm. of the winchester mansion but how um she's portrayed as like this spooky like um, affected character who is just who is not in her right mind or mm-hmm. you know and but that's the that's the trope right mm-hmm. like you don't get older women just being happy the only exception I can think about is um, oh who is it that what, who's amazing who was on Golden Girls oh what's um, her name Betty White Betty White and Betty White is like but then she's kind of a caricature yeah, she is yeah. she is the caricature of Betty White mm-hmm. right in everything she does yeah. so it's like can you be just a normal person yeah, right. <laughs> as an older woman right that's interesting. So there's that that mm-hmm. kind of creeps up. And then I yeah. thought of another one where reflected back to me around either witch identity or pagan identity. Maleficent was, was really powerful mm-hmm. oh, for yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Where you could have what I think is often perceived as this very negative or scary or or for folks whose religions tell them that mm-hmm. that those those things are really negative mm-hmm. or people will go to hell or mm-hmm. um, that they need to be cleansed of, of whatever it is they're mm-hmm. doing. To be able to look at a, a character who is kind of the villain, mm-hmm. but to see them from all perspectives and, and the other side of the story, which yeah. is also true for The Wizard of Oz. Oh. Um, what's it called? Oh, yeah. That book is so good. Yes. The, um, <laughs> The other witch. Uh, yes. The, what's it called? <laughs> no, the book. Uh, um, uh, Esmer, was it? Alphaba. Uh, and but yes. The, but the book. Oh no. There's a whole series. Son of a witch was one Keep of them. Keep going with your point. I, I don't know. Google but this to be yeah, able to see underneath what we vilify, yeah. and I think that's one of the most powerful. Because the first of it book in that series is all about. Well, if you can figure out what it's mm-hmm. called, that'd be fantastic. Because oh the first book in that series is all about like. 
what happened to Elphaba first, right? Mm-hmm. Like she was, she had these horrible things happen to her that caused her to feel this like deep rage. Wicked, wicked. wicked. Ah! Thank you. <laughs> right, we're, like, dancing around what we would call I, it. I like how wicked. all of us were like, no, exactly. I'm like, what I paid it really is. expensive tickets to go see it. Right. And yeah. the long right. <laughs> we didn't want to go. I'm like, I can remember all the things about it. But I was like, what? Oh man, it's like yeah. twenty questions, like gr- green skin, yes. um, w- witches, um, flying monkeys. What is so, it? So on the and again, ignorant question. How do you feel about Vampire Diaries? I, don't, I haven't watched what? it. I okay, know. I've watched Vampire Diaries. Like my secret I guilty pleasure. I have definitely watched Vampire Diaries. That's one where I feel like uh, that's like the child version of True Blood. It is. True Blood it's is like, like a little it's too like adult the CW, for me. Or what's the CW called now? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. That whatever Channel 11. Spinoff, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the one thing I always thought was strange, well, there's many strange things in there, but one of the things I always was, like, perplexed by was, like, all the witches in there mm. are black women. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, they am are. I, do I feel good about this or do mm. I feel like this feel is, weird like, this. Yeah. weird kind of just, like, ostracizing and, like, mm-hmm. a strange yeah. element to it. And so I was thinking about, the, like, like all the race. all the witches in the show are women of color. And yes. then, like, the, um, yeah. And they're bad. They're bad. And they're gonna, but, a lot of the vampires are white Men, yeah. Oh, interesting. Anyway, I, now yeah. I have I have yeah. some homework now. Yeah, it's like, like seven seasons though. It's kind of a commitment. Yeah, yeah. it's it's not hard to watch though. I mean, it's, it's you candy. Can, yeah, it's candy. Yeah. But what were you gonna say about the? I, I was gonna go back to one of the other pieces of my practice is the concept of like sacred descent. Mm-hmm. So going really deep mm-hmm. into the discomfort or mm-hmm. having to some. I've heard other people call things like the dark night of the soul, like going through a, mm-hmm. a life changing crisis. But that those routines of dissenting into yourself or into the culture or into the unknown can mm-hmm. be really, really cathartic, but mm-hmm. very tough. And sometimes I think about that, too, when I look in the, the pop culture characters mm-hmm. of often it's a woman, right? It's often mm-hmm. it's a strong woman who has mm-hmm. to go through this. And Michonne always stood out to me, too, mm-hmm. in The Walking Dead about oh, kind yeah, of having that awesome. like, like, I'm going to get through this this period mm-hmm. of, of utter despair yeah. and I'm we're just doing it we're doing it so, she's the one yeah. with the um the sword right yeah yeah and she's the same actress what's her name the oh. real actress's name I don't Plays remember in Black but Panther. she's, in, and she's yeah. amazing mm-hmm. that's awesome she's my hero and that's um, I think that ties back to mm-hmm. to some pagans who follow like deities or pantheons and I'm always looking for pop culture to guide me in, like, who are the modern day, like, archetypes for that? Mm-hmm. Like, who are those mm-hmm. Heras? Who are those mm-hmm. warrior goddesses? Who are the the Kali's that I feel like I could look to, given our time and place? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, I have, like, so many questions. Keep going. You got another question on you? <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm, just, I'm thinking about, like, what are those modern, like, what are the things that are relevant now that, like... I mean, that's something in teaching and education we talk about a lot, like what's relevant to students. Mm. And that's kind of a weird connection. But like you saying that makes me think about like what matters now, like what's relevant to us now. Mm-hmm. I'm just noodling about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you think yeah. is something that people don't understand mm-hmm. um, or misunderstand about paganism? Like I think about every year, it seems like I always have one girl in my class who is like, I can kind of see that that girl and she always is like a little bit reserved, a little bit different than everybody else. And then it comes out and she's like, yeah, I'm interested in like paganism. And I, I and she's I she's always like nervous to it's always a she and she always is nervous to say it because I feel like there's been so many like bad experiences mm-hmm. with her mm-hmm. explaining that are talking about it or mm-hmm. people think she's mm-hmm. weird or whatever. Yeah. And so I was just kind of wondering, what do you what do you think about? I think at the young age, there's this component, too, of. At least with the adolescents, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're forging mm-hmm. their own identity. They're yeah. separating. They're trying to find their own voice. Yeah, that it can be empowering, but kind of terrifying to do mm-hmm. that. And that mm-hmm. 
feeling like religion is something you could choose mm. independently mm. of your family or of mm-hmm. your family's culture or your heritage yeah. can be scary. So I wonder sometimes how much of yep. that is one projection mm-hmm. of those fears and, and really exercising yeah. that agency. Well, and how much of it is like developmentally like mm-hmm. appropriate, like pushing on against those traditions and um, having those those typical teenage anxieties about just like existing right like mm-hmm. it seems like that kind of in terms of development that's that kind of lines up and maybe like patriarchy we yes can right. unpack <laughs> that a little bit yeah. yes where else can women look to yeah. to see themselves honored for yeah. just their capacity as is mm-hmm. right yeah. that they're not a sex object mm-hmm. that they're not mm-hmm. overly sexualized mm-hmm. that they could have mm-hmm. meaning throughout stages of their life that yeah. if they're not pretty in the moment or they're disheveled and hysterical or, yeah. or lunatic or yeah. lunacy and we yeah. think about mm-hmm. lunar and we think about all these components that fold into paganism or mm-hmm. the bigger um, plate of paganism and thought and the symbols that go with it, mm-hmm. that there can be some real, I think, deep calling to people who are, or especially women, mm-hmm. who are looking to mm-hmm. one, not feel like they are in service or acting as a, a tool Mm-hmm. for another person's mm-hmm. use or enjoyment mm-hmm. or that they have to fulfill a role prescribed to them mm-hmm. through their gender norm. Um, I, I wonder sometimes the role yeah. that paganism offers for yeah, people to explore that. Mm-hmm. That is interesting. Yeah. But I can <laughs> also tell you what we should look out for. Yes. What should we look out for? Yes. Oh, my what goodness. So my brain is so bent. I'm just like, I know. I just, <laughs> I just feel like it's good. It's a questions. really good thing. We have a jillion <laughs> questions, but I'm just like kind of soaking it in because it's yeah. just like I'm really I'm very interested in yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. The things that I'm looking at critically mm-hmm. in paganism are really specific to being a white woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was delighted to get invited to the podcast. Yeah. Talk Absolutely. about being an interchangeable white lady. Yes, white lady. That's, that's I'm one of them. Um, <laughs> that there are a lot of white women called to being a witch or yeah. feeling like they belong in paganism mm-hmm. or that that's yeah. their home and having a lot of agency where gender norms are different and mm-hmm. the expectations. There's more shared power, more mm-hmm. opportunity for leadership. Mm-hmm. But... There's also, how do I say this? I think it's white sanctuary, right? Interesting. Talk about that more. Like, where can white people go where there's a lot of other white people? Uh, White women have new power dynamics at play. So sometimes when I, and I've experienced this, right? Like, I've been the white tears lady my share of times. But now that I'm kind of learning how to work with that differently and I'm seeing other people have their white tears. Yeah. And... I, this is actually my next scene. I talk yeah. about what I call the, the pendulum, okay. another witchy tool, homework. Um, <laughs> but this this tendency to, once a person is aware yeah. that maybe not everything is their perception of it. Mm. Maybe not everything is um, theirs for the taking or theirs for the molding or theirs for the, mm. the calling or um, appropriating. Appropriating. That's where I'm yeah, going. Being your that, yeah. If, if you're not going to if you're going to do better and, and not engage in those practices, then I feel like sometimes people do this this quick run to the other side of the of mm. the I don't know, whatever it is. They just go to this other direction, which is maybe going to what I call like Heritage Harbor, where I'm only going to practice Germanic. Um, traditions oh, and I'm only going to practice Celtic because that's what I know I can claim and and not mm. offend anybody or hurt anybody and so there's this place where you can potential see the potential for one 
um, like segregation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, too, if it gets extreme it, in its most extreme form becomes just more white supremacy mm-hmm. and it also gets co-opted. So the appropriation can mm-hmm. work in two ways, like white people can be appropriating other cultures, other mm-hmm. heritages. We see this with Native American. Yeah. Traditions so like I want to use this symbol and use it yes. as part of my ritual. Yeah. But it's really Dream somebody else's or like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. that can be something that is not you're borrowing from someone else and it's not. Yeah. Well, and there's a line of appreciation, yeah. right? It's like, oh, are you appreciating this? Are you taking it on being like, mm-hmm. this is mine now and because I own it and dream I can catchers do this thing with it? <laughs> look cool. They do. And they make, you know, lots of designs, right? Some shirts, and that earrings. Is, that is. That's the problem. They look mm-hmm. cool. And, you know, that's just a fact. Like, but if they have this deep spiritual meaning, like, is it yours or did you borrow it or yeah. did you and, appropriate and it? And where does that. So the. Other wild card in this conversation is colonial settler colonialism. Right. right? Yeah. yeah. Um, that so many folks, I think, walk into any situation or mm-hmm. anything and say, oh, I see it. I yeah. name it. I claim it. Well, it's very that, white of us. Right? It's very white of us. <laughs> yeah. But because it's, colonialism. it yeah. is colonialism yeah. and it, yeah. it's literally staking a claim. It's yeah, literally yeah. like that settler mm-hmm. mentality that is mm-hmm. so part of that air we breathe we don't even know that it's mm-hmm. yeah. not everybody's way of being in the world yeah. as yeah. white people. Have, where have you seen it? Yeah. What's an example of that oh. you're thinking of oh, as gosh. you're talking? Mm, what is an example? Well, like, yeah, the appropriation of, of various deities of other religions, mm-hmm. like that I would refer to as living religions. Hindu. Yeah. Um, what do you mean by living religions? Like People, people who are still practicing okay. religions. So current modern day mm-hmm. religions. Yeah. Um, the Orishas are another one yeah. where I'm like, every culture has its own tradition around that. But remind me what Orishas are. Um, How do you explain that? Gosh, I don't know if I can right now. Let's okay. Google it. Okay. Um, but they are, I think, Afro-Caribbean. Okay. And generally, I would like this is where I I, I kind of close up a little okay. because white people will call. Or they will say, oh, I worship this person or they're on my altar or we're going to do a ritual that talks about this person, like Oshun, um, which is an Orisha, or like Kali, which is this uh, um, uh, of the Hindu tradition. Or I'm going to call to Pele from Mm -hmm. the Hawaiian tradition. Right. Mm. And the issue here is that folks worship those people in a very specific way they they have a home right and you're just like I'm gonna go over there and get in on that I just made me think about a book I checked out from the library like a year ago and I don't remember (laughs) what it was called apparently you haven't returned it but no I did I swear I did Um, sorry library Uh, but this book and I I read it I cannot remember the title to you know save my life but I it was about um, like um, goddess worship but it was Mm -hmm. it was the author was talking about this experience she had while she was in Hawaii and she was a white woman and going to a volcano and how she had this like deep spiritual experience of like experiencing the like feminine power of the volcano. Mm-hmm. And I was like, cool. Yeah. Like Emily Dickinson, like, like volcano <laughs> so imagery. Emily and, like, like way over you. No, but I know but, like she has a volcano You're imagery, trying. you know, getting, you know what I'm saying? But I, I get like that. We talked about in our last episode about, um, about like Reese Witherspoon. She's like hiding <laughs> <Yeah>. over here. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> 
<laughs> What's that? Um, wild? Is that what yeah. the... Yeah. Terrible. Uh, but like, I'm sorry. I don't know if anyone liked no, that. I started I, and I was like, I just want to yeah, fall asleep right it's now. It's a White I'm Lady Vision quest, yeah, right? Yeah, like, right. So, but I read this, I remember reading this and her having this spiritual experience with the volcano, uh, just like under, like a deeper understanding of herself. And I was like, yeah, I get that. And then I kind of lost her because she started talking about like the, the kind of deities in like Hawaiian yeah. culture associated with the like sacred feminine and like the mountains. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, I see. I'm Yeah, you're... I don't think that's yours, though. Like, because she was Mm -hmm. just a white woman who had been on vacation in Hawaii and had this, like, experience. And I was like, I mean, I get, I understand the spiritual significance of being in that place and, like, what that meant to you. And then it mm -hmm. turned into something that was, like... And I wonder the degree that so much of that is centering whiteness. Right. That I'm the center of the universe, and, of course, everybody would come to me. (laughs) Yeah. And they would show me the vision. Right. White Lady Vision Quest. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, and not always because yeah. no, there, no. there is hope. I mean, you you said it. There's appreciation of things, right. and there are profound moments that you have yeah. in beautiful places where, Absolutely. when you are stretching your comfort zone, yeah. be it in another location, geography, culture, that you probably are a little bit more primed to have that vulnerability that allows yeah. you to feel something beautiful. Yeah. But there's also the ownership of like, oh, well, I really like how the statue looks and <laughs> I really like that dream catcher yeah. and they look cool on my altar. Together. Together. With my yeah. Ikea furniture. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, it's like aesthetic, like like the aesthetics of it are like, it's beautiful. You, right. And so is there that line between like appreciating that it's beautiful and appropriating something that's not, that's not like part of your heritage or mm-hmm. well and you write about the phrase columbusing you mm-hmm. want to talk a little bit about that yeah sure in my <laughs> That's awesome. the zine that i wrote on on witchy stuff that i pulled out the i think it's the urban dictionary's de- definition of columbusing <laughs> Because it's just so rampant. And I don't know that that's unique to paganism. Mm. But there's a lot of, oh, I, I see it and, and you've never seen it before. Or I've seen it and, oh, well, I have a real relationship with so-and-so. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, it's, and we're going to do a whole community ritual around this one God. Mm. And what it has to be moving ahead is that I just don't think that American paganism – can mature in the way where it's actually feeding people mm. and being mm. a beautiful thing if it continues to operate with or the the practitioners mm. within it continue to operate with this blind side of living culture, racism, mm-hmm. anti-racism, social justice, and really getting deep into how appropriation plays into that. This may be totally random, but do you think that, like, how does that relate to, like, our consumer culture of, like, totally. of buying and and getting to keep and, like, mm-hmm. I, the things that That's you purchase? Like, is that a good observation. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's part of it, right? Go yeah. to any Ross and see all the Buddhas, yeah. right? Yeah. Thousands of Buddha statues. Yeah. And yeah. you can just take it home and you can add Buddhism to your your foyer. And I'll, I'll tell you what, the <laughs> Buddha, the, it, it's different to buy a, to see a Buddha statue at H Mart than it is to see a Buddha statue at Ross. Like the Garden Buddha at Ross versus the, like, the, the Buddha for, like, an altar. Well, and each like, you're like this is actually for the audience. Like yeah. people actually coming there to like purchase for their house. It's a right. per, it's yeah. a it's a thing that's it's like, a sacred item. It's a yeah. sacred <laughs> right. item that's in like, its living context. Yeah, yeah. and Next it's like to whatever the right. makeup counter, but it's still like and in it's that so moment, weird so that like forth. you could have like 
maybe it's not weird, but it's like my I was just thinking about like two two store locations in the same. And this is all about consumption, right? Like consumerism. Mm-hmm. Like two stores in the same parking lot could have the basically the same item, but the context matters, mm-hmm. right? Like if you're talking about like who's it for, right? Yeah, that's probably one of the biggest pieces of this mm-hmm. is that context does matter. Mm-hmm. It really mm-hmm. does. And if you want to, as a white person, if I'm looking to like deconstruct my whiteness or at least unpack it more Mm -hmm. or if I want to be in community or relationships with meaning with people who are different than I am racially but in other ways as well Mm -hmm. like what's the context and how am I automatically shutting those doors before Mm -hmm. I even like try to open them Mm -hmm. can we talk a little bit more about what you mentioned around like the relationship with white supremacy okay so like I'm not trying to appropriate and so you're like I'm just gonna go with where my roots from I'm Germanic Mm -hmm. Nordic whatever yeah white people in the old days so then you go like get your celtic symbol and then like what do you do i mean i don't know what's kind of that like what you were saying like Mm -hmm. you get entrenched in that and then you can't get it's almost like you get stuck in it you can't get out of the kind of like i don't yeah yeah tell us more that and like the white supremacy and then like the whole when does it it get weird yes we're going there and i certainly for anybody who might have pagan leanings, don't want to imply that sure. everybody who has mm. those paths are white supremacist in yes. any way yeah, or yeah. Um, exclusionary in any way. Yeah. But there is sometimes, I think, that that wanting to be safe, safe within mm. their practice, not mm-hmm. be criticized for yeah. having the Buddha statue or sure. um, mm. not overstep bounds, but also maybe not always having the tools to navigate them. So this kind of safety of default to and sometimes often like just pride and connection and Mm. like looking to ancestors, which is fully part of the story. But there's also this like emboldenedness that I think can occur where you're it's kind of like the well, we don't have white pride. Right. You can't have white pride. You can have, you know, black Mm -hmm. lives matter, but not white lives or, you know, we don't Mm -hmm. have like white history month. You know, like I get there's all the rest of the year. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. Eleven months of the year. But when you look at paganism, I think it's (laughs) folks are really looking for that divine connection Uh because they do live in a consumerist capitalist patriarchal culture. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Throw it all out there. Yes. And and that where is the meaning? So they're they're digging deep Mm -hmm. and they're trying to do the work. But. Then there's this co-opting that's starting to bubble up around, um, especially the the Germanic ancient mm. religions in Norse, where people look – white supremacists can, like, appropriate those, mm-hmm. right? So we're seeing some of the runes. We're seeing some of the symbolism mm-hmm. um, becoming tattoos. And and some right. of the phrases are, are being reappropriated mm-hmm. for white supremacy. And you can only join us if you're white. Like mm-hmm. that only the white people had this religion and it's not yours. And yeah. so there's this other kind of way to mm-hmm. further segregate and to build the supremacy because only we can do this. And you're not mm-hmm. part of us. So it's like the wrong path. It's taking the wrong path. Yeah, it's taking something that like it, it, like from what I know about like the kind of um, those like ancient religions of Northern Europe or like they're not there's nothing there's nothing written down anywhere that's like only white people can participate. But that's it, just all they were. But by default, they were all just white. <laughs> right. But by default, because they come from places where people were white, like like um, th- then it just like is convenient to say like this is only for white people but that's not necessarily like I don't know that's odd there's not a book of of 
I don't know. Never well, mind. It just gets yeah. into the ethics of the situation, yeah. right? Is it's not always about like what the intention was back in the day because right. people yeah. would flip that and say, "Well, it's not my fault. I wasn't born XYZ culture yeah. because if I had been, then I would have been this, right?" right. So there's, yeah. there's just these layers of nuance for how yeah. to um I think what I'm looking for and what I'm watching for are people's they're protecting, they're self-protecting mm, from digging mm. into the issues of cultural appropriation, just culture in general, how yeah. where they fit in the world and the bigger picture, and doing the deep work that it takes to, I think, have meaningful community again. Yeah. But so they're kind of avoiding that and then going. I think they like, are. I think people I, do. It's almost like I, a mask for insecurity of like <laughs> about your own like yeah. your own identity. Like it's how how mm-hmm. do you hide in that? It's almost like hiding behind some um, it's excuses, right? Like. Well, and I don't oh. know if it's that conscious, right? right. Where people There's are just some, looking yeah. to connect to something. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, there was this really interesting, I think it was a Twitter post. It was a woman of color and she posted, all you white people need to stop. Um, magic isn't for you. It's for people of color. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. And this created like this kind of backlash of all these Because all the white, white people were mad about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like we found ourselves. Leave us alone. Yeah. yeah. And, huh. and <laughs> the divisiveness that they perceived yeah. of like being one- told they couldn't to yeah. maybe told by somebody who they perceived didn't have any authority to tell yeah. them that. Yeah. Yeah. And so all of those constructs, I think, really came out um, real quickly. Yeah. Fascinating. It is fascinating. So what do you think about, like, the modern move for, like, I was, like, I was yeah. reading some articles about, like, the far right and, like, neo-paganism. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you have any hot takes on that? Yeah, and... well, that's what it is. It's yeah. the far right and neo-paganism and how easy it is to... Um, I think feel empowered mm-hmm. and divinely empowered, right? Like we're oh, starting to go to yeah. Hitler now, right? Yes, yeah. Like this, mm-hmm. this whole like God, God mind, yeah. yeah. Um, and that you're selected or chosen, or mm. the grandioseness that can come not only with perceiving that that divinity's on your side, mm-hmm. but that you have mm-hmm. a whole culture of people who support that, right? Yes, that you yeah. get in with a tradition, and the yeah. tradition it's not necessarily cultish by any means but you have that same kind of so like going to a church regularly you have a community who backs you and Mm -hmm. supports you Mm -hmm. well yeah and that's one of the that's what i was kind of thinking about it like you still even the the far right i mean you're still it's still a community right it's just people that also believe you're the best around or like i think i think actually you sent me or i saw an article you posted at one point and it was drawing this parallel between women of the alt-right and mm-hmm. the Valkyries. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the really rise of the Valkyries. That yeah. was such a good not the, was we've, the we've been over this. Not the ride of the Valkyries, right, Doug? It's the rise <laughs> of the Valkyries. Because the ride of the Valkyries oh, is, is a yeah. song. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, what do you, what do you, that's a real issue. It, it has potential to be, yeah. for sure. I mean, it's mm. starting to emerge. But yeah. there are also, um, I want to give some, like, shout-outs to several traditions that have really worked to not let that happen yeah, right where they're we don't that's not what we're about like yes we we have mm. um thorough respect and understanding mm. and we are here to build community and we are following mm. our divine practice mm-hmm. but we're not here to tell anybody else they can't join us we're not here to empower mm-hmm. hatred mm-hmm. or um segregation mm-hmm. so there's been some nice Response, I think, within those traditions, too. That's awesome. But I, I do wonder sometimes you get, I mean, white folks in general have so much access. I look at the Thor movies and I'm like, you guys are walking a thin line. Like, <laughs> like just keep it going. OK, we're good. We're, we're clearing now. OK, we're, we're getting yeah. out of the like the scary place in terms of, yeah. um, 
you know, like all white, white superheroes. White toxic and, masculinity that's yeah. like, yeah. Which, oh, that was another show that I loved. Um, <laughs> oh, gosh. I'll think of it later. Okay. What is it? It's the... It's based on a book. That's it's only like five million. Uh, Wicked. Really not. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's got um, Vampire Diaries. Um, um, she calls the guy Puppy all the time. What? Puppy. <laughs> no idea. Not. I don't remember what so it is. So what do you think about, like, in the North? You mentioned that there's, like, organizations fighting this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you think, what does this look like in the Northwest? Mm-hmm. Like, what is something we should be paying attention to? Like, there's recently been some articles published um, in Tacoma around, like, know your neighborhood, like, uh, Nazi yeah. and ex- extremists, right? And so, like, this is not the same. I don't want to equate no. these things at all, but I think we're talking about, like, this spectrum mm-hmm. of people finding community and then going off the deep end. And, like, how do we, what is mm-hmm. it, how do we wrestle with that, I guess? Yeah, so it's, like, not unique to... To paganism at all, right? Right. It's I not. want you to know I did my my fudging homework. Hey, awesome! And you're like the one reader that yes. did. Yeah, <laughs> gold star. Okay. You know me. Um, A plus the, plus. That's awesome. The book on tyranny. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's so good, right? It's so yes. good. And I would just say, like, those are rules for life. Mm-hmm. Whether it's yeah. talking about witches or people with religions that are different than you. Um, like the small talk, the mm-hmm. smiling at people, mm-hmm. the having a rich personal mm-hmm. life, that those are, I think, the things that we would look for. Even in, like, in Washington where there are tons of folks that range that spectrum of new mm-hmm. age to pagan to yeah. like hippie to mm-hmm. whatever it is, um, that being willing to just listen and guide mm-hmm. and help and check in and be interested in a genuine way I think mm-hmm. goes a long way. Because sometimes... I wonder how much these niche, it's like feeling the agency and the empowerment of a religion that actually reflects you can yeah. mm-hmm. be life-changing. Mm-hmm. And then to find a community that mirrors that as well can be life-changing. Mm-hmm. And, of course, people would stick with it and go back to it. But if if we can all show folks that no matter who they are representing or who they feel themselves to be, that they have at least an opportunity to feel welcome mm-hmm. with this interaction, mm-hmm. that that can go a long way. Mm-hmm. I think that that's where some of that, that self-segregation comes from mm-hmm. is, well, I'll move um, to the place with the good school, right? Mm-hmm. Or I'll move mm-hmm. um, to a neighborhood where I have more access to people who look like me, even mm-hmm. though that may not be conscious, is this concept of where will I be welcome and who's going to get me? Yeah, the mm-hmm. perception of that too. Well, and what we're talking about with like with religions, like there's a saying that's like, church is like the most segregated hour or like this hour mm. on a Sunday is the most segregated hour in our country. And mm. just that implication of like religion in lots of faiths, like people have separated themselves from other people that don't necessarily look like them, that don't necessarily mm-hmm. have the same culture. And we just have a lot of that, that divide. Cause I mean, mm-hmm. and on the one hand, like you said, like you're finding community, you're finding connection mm-hmm. and that's great. But mm-hmm. also are you open to other being people being part of that in an mm-hmm. authentic way, mm-hmm. um, inclusive? I don't know. There's just this, this other thing that I think you have because a lot of faiths too say that they are yeah. right. Mm-hmm. I think that's the other part. If if your faith didn't say that to begin with, but yeah. like from a Christian lens, right? Our faith says like that you need to be inclusive and you need to understand other people mm-hmm. and like we're all made in God's image. Da 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 da. So mm-hmm. then why are you throwing shade at somebody over here there who like has a different skin tone or like doesn't? Yeah. I feel doesn't I've do felt the cross often a felt way. excluded from a lot of religious traditions yeah. because I'm in the queer community. So it's not like I feel excluded, right? Like the only time I've ever felt welcomed yeah. by any religious community that, um, other than like m- like Lutherans, mm. who are pretty <laughs> who Lutheran churches that are more like like liberal. Or like more li- liberal traditions, Unitarians. Quote yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Unitarians. Yeah. Unitarians. Unitarians. Yeah. Everybody's um, there. And um, a lot of like a lot of pagans. Like I felt really yeah. like, 
And it's doesn't. I'm not saying that there there are lots of Christian churches that are very like affirming and accepting. Um, the what is it? UCC is and pretty affirming and accepting, and <laughs> and lots that are right. So I'll like, just embrace it. Yeah, like I don't know. So it's not, even if you're not searching for that like ethnic heritage identity, right? If you're looking for somewhere that you just don't feel like yeah. people are homophobic, like. Mm-hmm. That's like a that's like a low bar. Yeah. <laughs> Please like just don't be homophobic. Shame. Wait, shame off. Shame, shame, shame. For shame. Go. There we go. Yeah. That's but. interesting. I forgot part of my pagan journey was that at my local UU church, mm-hmm. so the Unitarian Universalists have um in many of their congregations what's called the Cups Group, which is the covenant mm-hmm. of the Unitarian Universalist pagans. Mm-hmm. Oh, and so but it's I went, Cups? Yeah, Cups. <laughs> that sounds like something totally different. <laughs> all I'm gonna say. It reminds me of the, why did it make me think about spoons? You know the game Spoons? Oh, yeah. Cups Your spoons. mind went very cleaner than mine did. So I'm just gonna oh, I get it. Anyway, keep going. going. Keep I'm, going. I'm, I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Okay. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> so back, to, back to cups. Back, back, to, to, back to the Unitarian Universalist cups. <laughs> yes. No, but it was really nice to be able to walk into a place of sanctuary yeah. and yeah. have this, like, concentric circle of, of yeah, of a faith group yeah. where yeah. I could be welcome to the Sunday services, but I could also just show mm-hmm. up Tuesday nights and meet sure. with all these witchy people yeah. and mm-hmm. hear more about the Wheel of the Year yeah. or mm-hmm. the different traditions or, like, candles or celebrate all the different um, Sabbaths. Like, it was great, mm-hmm. but yeah. it was... Only through a truly, um, like, a, a, a faith community that was really, really putting in- inclusivity at the forefront. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, was this getting on <laughs> uh, pagan atheists? Uh, yes, please. Yeah, tell me about that. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, I I don't, yeah, I feel like I really don't understand. So, let, so let's talk see me if, I'm, that a if bit. I'm with you in terms of terminology. I just, like, reading things around yes. and, like, don't really understand. Yes. No, no, no. I I interpret those words as somebody who maybe has um, a really strong, beautiful, sometimes inexplainable relationship to the earth. Okay. But maybe does Mm. not believe in God. Okay. And Mm. that there isn't maybe necessarily any kind of higher power or um, spirits or voice or Mm -hmm. decision maker. Um, So there's not like a spirituality attached to a deity. It's like spirituality attached to... The earth? Nature, the earth. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Or or yeah. even the cosmos sometimes, right? Like it, it becomes yeah. almost the galaxy can be perceived mm-hmm. as as yeah. nature in mm-hmm. some ways. And divine. Um and yeah, there's lots of room in that umbrella of paganism. Mm-hmm. There's folks who are what are they, polydeists? Yeah. That worship mm-hmm. like anybody who feels like comes into their space or that they reach out. There's folks who do um who have very specific like patron or matron folks that they follow. Mm-hmm. They dedicate themselves to a god or goddess. There's folks who don't believe in any of that mm-hmm. that are just, ah, I'm here for the earth-based peace. I'm here yeah. for, like, the divine mystery. I'm yeah. here for mm-hmm. maybe the, the reparative masculine or the divine feminine, but not the god peace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So thinking about, like, um, I was thinking about, like, intersections of religious communities that are also really like working to fight towards social justice. And uh-huh. we've talked about inclusion mm-hmm. and some of that kind of things, mm-hmm. but like are you seeing a move um, for with pagans in the country or like in the Northwest that are getting involved in things like Black Lives Matter oh, yeah. and like mm-hmm. immigrant Big rights time. and what is what does that look like for us? Yeah. One of the there's a really popular tradition that kind of one of the popular witch traditions is called reclaiming. Mm-hmm. So I wait. Have... I want to say a reclaiming my time joke here. <laughs> no, no. I am reclaiming my time for everybody. <laughs> um, I'm gonna get fired. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have some experience in reclaiming, but um, not super well versed. 
But reclaiming has a very strong activism as part of the pillar of their faith Mm -hmm. and a very strong focus on inclusion. So there's been lots of conversations about what does it look like that when we gather, lots of us are white. Mm -hmm. We have diversity of other kinds, but we're still really white. white. Mm -hmm. What can we do about that? Mm -hmm. And trying to think creatively around um, what does it look like to break down the barriers. Mm -hmm. There's uh, a thing called free witch camp. What? Yeah. What is this? Oh, there's multiple witch camps, by the way. Not so the free one is like money free, or is this like free, like Freemasons free, or like free schooling free? Like all the other anti capitalist free. Oh. Free cycle, freeganism. Hey. Yeah. And there's some very radical communities. You start to yeah. find your most radical so in the anarchists. Northwest? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's where they happen. Mm. Okay. So um, tell us about this free witch camp. I haven't been other... to free witch oh, okay. camp. It's on my list, but I've been to the witch camp you have to pay for. <laughs> Which is still excellent and lovely. And worth the money. Um, yeah, it is because it, free witch camp, you, you know, if you're going to go, you need to pull your own weight. Nobody's going to make you a meal oh, okay. and you can't expect. Oh, yeah. like, but in the, any camp that you pay for, you know, you're paying for people's time and effort yeah. and coordination. Mm-hmm. What do you do at witch yeah. camp? Oh, my God. You do witch camp. I mean, I've things. done a bunch of like yeah. Bible school camps. Right. And, like, it's is probably it the same very similar. Thing? Right? Like youth group camps. Yeah. yeah. Well, at witch camp, you go and there's several days. There's rituals at night. Hmm. There's a large opening ritual at the first end part of the week and at the end of the week there's mm-hmm. a large closing ritual there's often um paths or mm-hmm. tracks right so you sign up and like it's like a class oh, i'm gonna do i'm gonna tra- yeah. translate yeah, like, yeah, classes. Yeah. like classes like nice. classes exactly okay. like classes it's like, it's like my professional learning conference. that theme yeah. or that oh, path okay. for that week and, so like what would be a theme what would be a theme mm, at which camp? there's so many different ones there's um it's like my like technology track and i go to like no class well that's the teacher there might version. be actually except for if we were talking about witchy technology yeah. it might be like using magical items oh. or, or doing oh, yeah. like how to do divination yeah. or yeah. and some of them though like one of the paths I went to was exploring um, like race and, and cultural appropriation oh. in, in oh, yeah. witchcraft in this okay. tradition yep. so that was pretty powerful other times mm. it's like building your relationship with Ganesh mm. right mm. which I'm just like shaming <laughs> Where's Shane Bell at? Where is it? Where is it? Ring it, ring it, ring it. It's your first time go. Oh, hey. Okay. Awesome. Feels good, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, it feels so satisfying. And I, I do feel a little a little bad that I'm kind of catty and snotty about it, but I, I, I get defensive, too, because I've seen it play out in my personal yeah. life where, you know, my husband's family is Buddhist, mm. and how easy it is to kind of fall in love with the... Mm novelty yeah. or or mysticism that myst- yeah the yeah. mysticism and and the unfair projection of how that's the answer for yeah. my longing mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and <laughs> yeah. um you can go to, to yeah like public rituals mm-hmm. and you can go to or and there's paid rituals there's all kinds of ways to tap into mm-hmm. which and pagan community in fact there's a really good um strong pagan community that's based here in Tacoma oh, okay mm. the um they do the they do a pagan gathering every year. I went yeah. to it last year. It was yeah. great. Do you remember the name? Is there like name? Is it organized? It's South Sound Pagan. Okay. Um, okay. South Sound mm-hmm. Pagans. Yeah. And they they have a bookstore right down the road oh, from okay. here. Oh, is it? Um, not Crystal Voyage. Mm. No, it's, it's a giant bookstore. They do a fair Crystal every Voyage year. is over by uh, Marlene's, but um, there's another ubiquitous one. journey. Is that it? What? I don't know. There's another no. one called Ubiquitous Journey. These right names are amazing. Yes. Well, yeah. the but big, they're everywhere, right? You start looking, and the moon just pops out. Yeah. Yeah. It's like. 
They do yeah. a giant fair every year, um, okay. which is kind of amazing. Mm-hmm. And I've gone a couple times just because it's like so different from my experience mm-hmm. with things. And I'm just like, what is this? Yeah. But I just like, I'm like, okay, I want to hear a different culture, like get a different mm-hmm. sense yeah. of what's happening. And everybody's so nice. It's actually yeah. what's really like, <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes you go to things that you're like, and you're like, what is this bizarre fair, you know, yeah. where you're at? And like, they're just, everyone's super nice. And yeah. yeah. I, feel like, like, I feel like Tacoma's got like, you know, that Seattle has a Seattle freeze. I feel like yeah. Tacoma is like the Tacoma warmth, you know. <laughs> like we do things like that here, and yeah. people are just like just cool with each other. It's like I don't true. know, it's we have some special. There's going a on. nice pagan community here, oh, yeah. really strong wow. and active. That's really cool. So the things that people are doing now for that intersection, you're saying like mm-hmm. camps help with that, mm-hmm. educating people around mm-hmm. these issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and writing. I, I also would say that the vast majority of folks is that they do bring a lot of radical perspective. And are personally committed to mm-hmm. to really digging deep into that. So I don't even in my li- my 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 experience has been vastly refreshing, vastly mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. working towards doing the hard work mm-hmm. um, and and exploring that in community and and helping inform what it means to connect in in increasingly ethical ways mm-hmm. yeah and so you write about it and so yeah, you, where do you put it. your zines or how can people get find out that i information? i would gosh i just feel ridiculous saying this but folks okay. could follow me on instagram hey yeah. that's um, amazing yeah yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's 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 anchor I love it. and star um that's where i'm at so maybe on the homework i can okay we can, can put it in our show notes do something yeah. like that yep. yeah but so i feel like that self-promotion that's the other thing too is that mm-hmm. that i gotta tell you I, as a white woman, like when you actually have to go promote something that is mm. like valuable that you've created, and that it, that is hard to do sometimes. And Hope's looking at me like, yeah. Jansen, did you promote the last podcast episode yet? <laughs> and the answer to that question is no. Well, I just think so a lot of women were like shamed for promoting, yeah. right? Because men are just like natural, not naturally, I shouldn't say that. Men are conditioned to like be much more yeah. in that way. And I think you can also get trained to be that. And the moment a woman starts to promote or like come across that way, she's then deemed as like mm-hmm. aggressive. Pushy and or pushy and yeah. whatever. And then you have like, bad experiences on Instagram or whatever, some celebrity yeah. who's you're like, what are you doing? Why are you promoting that? You're out there and making yeah. us all look bad. And so yeah. I don't want to be catty about that <laughs> too. But yeah, I think no, it's part of it. We're really happy that you're promoting yeah, yeah, yeah. yourself because it's, it was something we got, hey. like, talking about patriarchy, you got to, like, got to promote yourself. Yeah. Otherwise, no one will know. Do you have a line you're going to read to us? Yes, she's going to read to us. You're going to read to us from your book. Here we go. Well, I do. And I want to share a little teaser. Table. Terrible. Okay. Teaser. We'd love a teaser. One of the things that... um. I'm always wrestling with is this concept of how do you let it go? When you realize mm. that you've stepped the line, what yeah. do you do? So it, part of my zine, it says um, you might want to – sometimes our grief sounds like the following. But I love it. Mm. But I like it so much. <laughs> but I I only took a little piece. I didn't take the whole thing. But I have a long relationship with it, and I'm really going to miss it. But, you know, it's become a significant part of my spiritual identity. Mm. So those are the mm. things that – I would challenge all of us to consider on a day-to-day, but definitely us pagans as we look at, mm. you know, who we're calling to and how we're reaching out to the world and in our witchy ways. Awesome. Fantastic. I think it's time for some timeless or terrible. Yeah. Interchangeable. White ladies. So, are you ready? Is this timeless or terrible? Mm. Excited. Here we go. Here we go. Keurig pods. Oh, God, terrible. Ooh, tell me more. Oh, they're terrible. <laughs> and here's why. Because this earth-worshipping pagan wants you to stop <laughs> with all the little plastic bits that oh god my heart breaks when I think mm-hmm. about the worst things on earth I think about that seagull belly cut open with all the plastic oh, hanging yeah, out gross. Like, yeah. that just 
kills my heart. So mm-hmm. no. And I will say that what is timeless about this concept for me, you can tell we have heated discussions at home about this because we have a Keurig. <laughs> <laughs> that I might have bought my husband two of those reusable ones. And so we oh, grind our coffee beans oh, yeah. and put them in, and it's it works even better, folks. You can have is better coffee. It? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was actually going to ask you uh, earlier, totally unrelated to this, but is he practicing with you, too? No. Or is he? We have, does he he is very supportive. Like, mm. I, when I went to the South Sound Pagans um, and did my little presentation for them, he was, like, my my – my stage hand, you know, That's like horrible. he was there supporting yeah. me, putting my posters up. Does he practice anything? Is he really? Oh, uh, you know, he was culturally Buddhist, yeah, yeah. but not so much. Hmm. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Annie. I, can I, I have to say something that's important. I, I have to agree about the Keurig cups being terrible, even though I use the Keurig at work. Um, uh, <laughs> Shout a, out Todd Strickland for letting me use right? your Keurig Thanks, on Todd. Morning. Thanks, Todd. There's a video you should go watch, though, related to this, which is called Kill the K-Cup. Oh. And it's about how... I think that's your homework. K-Cups <laughs> turn... No, it could be a good homework because how K-Cups, um, they seem to just like... Because they cannot be re- re- taken apart and recycled without like some kind of like I mean the effort mm. to take them apart and recycle them is really so they multiply like That's crazy hilarious. and they are terrible waste and they turn into this monster it's a YouTube video called kill the k-cup you should watch it and that's okay. my homework for you um, timeless or terrible face swap hey! <laughs> I a part of me feels like it's terrible but then the in their little part of me is like uh, it's pretty great when you swap faces with famous people not gonna lie. Yeah. What are you showing us on I'm video now? I'm showing you. Annie just pulled I was up trying to do this iPhone, in a covert which way. Which was in a previous episode. This is the, the shamed the K cup monster. Oh my <laughs> that's, god. That's too much. All right. So face swap. Face Sorry. swap. Kill the K cup. What do y'all think? Um, I think Timeless face terrible. swap is hilarious. Uh, and uh, the reason why is that it's just, it's just so funny. There was one that was <laughs> I saw online somebody had posted so a face swap of her like this this teenage I think she must have been a teenage girl early twenties. She did a um she she took a picture of her, it was like a selfie of her and her dad and someone joked about like oh that's a funny face swap. She's like nope it's just me and my dad because oh, they looked a lot alike they had like similar facial yeah. features that's but like hilarious. someone kind of joked about it a face swap. But I find face swaps really funny. I just like think they're hilarious especially when people do face swaps with like animals. <laughs> Those are the best. They're so funny. Here's my one thing, though. Are we talking about the same thing when people, like, face swap with, or maybe I'm using the wrong word, but, like, they're like, look at me as a man. Look at me as oh, a yeah. person from India or whatever. That, to oh. me, borderlines highly problematic. Not even borderline. Yeah. It's highly problematic. I'm like, uh, yeah. hello, gender fluidity. Like, leave people alone how they represent just because they have bushy eyebrows doesn't mean I anything. Think, to me, face swap is, Don't like, you, the two people, it's, like, the, the thing your phone can, is it on Snapchat or is it, like, a, oh, oh no. my gosh. Now I can we on this. Okay, yeah. tell no, inform there, us. There is an app Snap. where you can. <laughs> oh, it's um, a face swap app. Yeah, it's an app. Oh. Yes. Yeah. I, only because my husband, shout out Robert Ban, <laughs> who has probably 40 face swaps of all the different celebrities, ranging from Beyonce to Obama to <laughs> Black Panther. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and um, Ric Flair. I mean, we have them all. <laughs> yeah. But nice. my goodness, I would I say also that. timeless. <laughs> yeah. So all right. Timeless. Manny, pick the last one out for us. <laughs> There's all kinds of gems in here. All right. Dying your hair a warmer color. Oh. oh. Tasteless or timeless? Mm, what you got? Um, I just dyed my hair a warmer color like a month I, ago. Not going to lie. People I, didn't even notice, but I noticed because it was I warmer. And I felt good about it. This, <laughs> I, I feel like altering your appearance in a way that makes you feel good about yourself 
is a timeless act of like self-love that you're mm-hmm. like, yes, I'm putting some time and some effort into this, just like appreciating myself. I think that, that there's something timeless about that because it's almost like it's like this self-care that is a lost, almost a lost art, right, of just like I appreciate <laughs> the way I look and like I'm celebrating it, right? And it's not even about the hair dye. It's about the like I took the time, you know, oh and like I love myself. But so then also fun. like also I feel like it's got to be a future episode about Pinterest. Like you see people altering their appearance and it's like to meet this expectation of mm. beauty. And so like there's that kind of thin line I think between it. So I would say timeless in terms of self-care, terrible in terms of trying to achieve a standard of beauty that is someone else's mm-hmm. appearance. Does that make sense? Yeah, you're so thoughtful. Mandy, final thought? Uh, timeless. Okay. Final segment. Do your fudging homework. Interchangeable. White ladies! So, what homework do either of you have for our listeners today? I would like to harken back to the earlier homework assignment mm-hmm. and maybe plug that tyranny book again. Like, if if all you do is go to your local mm-hmm. bookstore... And look at the table of contents and look at the mm-hmm. list of, I think it's 1 through 20. Yeah. Then, you know, maybe we're all breaking down our own little barriers and making community and doing something sweet in the world. Awesome. Yeah. Also, go to my, um, go read my zine. Yeah. yeah. I was actually going to, that was going to yeah. be my homework for you all was <laughs> go to the, the anchor and the star dot wordpress dot com or follow on Instagram. Absolutely. Mandy Paradise. My homework, I'll just say it again, is kill the K-Cup. <laughs> I feel like no matter what your uh, spiritual journey is, we can all do a little bit to make the earth safer from plastics that can't be recycled. Yeah. Thank you, Manny, for coming on the show. Thank, Thank you so me, much. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Bye. Bye. Interchangeable White Ladies Podcast is part of the Channel 253 Network. Subscribe to the other podcasts, Nerd Farmer, Move to Tacoma, Citizen Tacoma, and Flounder's B-Team. Bye! Class dismissed. Interchangeable White Ladies Podcast is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. We We fly fly Alaska! Alaska. Book your next flight on alaskaair.com. This is Channel 253.